Liftoff? Sure. Roll the intro. There we go. That's that's some engineering right there. There we go. All Hello, right. ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 13th installment of Bitcade. My name is Ryan E. Moore, as you can, you probably already know, but this person right here, David. It's my name in Spanish. Is it? David, <laughs> I like yeah. every time I, oh yeah, maybe David is mm -hmm. Every time I think of David, I think of like a Middle Eastern. Like man, okay. <laughs> no, I, had a, I had a teacher in second grade that would call me only call me David. She wasn't Spanish or Hispanic or in any way. <laughs> okay. just, just always goes, referred to you as that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, was just, I was just tall, little skinny bean, but I was David. I was like all right, well, whatever. <laughs> Great. Oh Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode of 2018 officially, oh, like recording phone. wise. Yeah, recording wise is the first episode. In uh, in the year of 2018, it is January 2018 as the current recording time, but it'll probably leak out to uh, to Mar or whoa, not that far, <laughs> February. Um, but this is the first time we also don't have our very special friend Quinn, uh, which is a very sad day, uh, but also a happy day. A new. We're gonna try some stuff out a little bit differently, kind of the same format, just gonna slowly uh, tweak some stuff, and then eventually we'll uh, we'll figure out what we're going to kind of do with with bitcade for the time being yeah um, yeah well we're gonna try some new things um and just kind of see how the flow changes with it being only two of us yes but yes. we're gonna try for i think this episode we're kind of sticking to the same formula yes so so the first topic of today is tabletop games we don't talk about tabletop games as no. much as there's a whole library of them always in the uh, behind us yeah for as many as i have my girlfriend and i have and for as how it's always in the backdrop mm -hmm. we've never really talked about it so we thought yeah. why not today is the day yeah i actually am just i'm actually thinking of games that uh that i didn't even write down but i'm really excited to, to talk about some games so uh, w i guess what this topic because i guess this is i guess my topic but was we're gonna we're gonna tell you some games that we love playing, and then maybe a little bit of some stories on why we really like those games. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start, and uh, I'm gonna start with number one, not in any order of greatest to least greatest, but the uh, Exploding Kittens is a game that I kind of uh, I've kind of fallen in love with. Of just like I like the the Russian roulette style of it, mm -hmm. and how it's so it's a little bit easy to learn, and it's also a little bit hard to master, mm -hmm. and then. Um, and it's it's a great like like we've taken it to packs. We took it to packs this last year, and we or and what was even cooler is that Exploding Kittens had their own booth there. Mm -hmm. That's if you go back and look at the packs video, that's the one that gives Ashton some corn. Like because <laughs> I just love the humor that is in Exploding Kittens mm -hmm. and the Cards Against Humanity kind of humor thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's I don't know. It's just really it's like you know cute art style little fat kitten i've not played the not safe for work one i know a lot of people like prefer that one just because right, it's, it's whatever just more ridiculous but i bought the the regular one because of the fact that it's i want to play it with everyone else kind right. of thing. uh and i did get the little exclusive target like expansion cards that mm -hmm. you had to they find, find in, this yeah, thing, yeah. in the shipper thing um but yeah, it's it's a fun game. Like Jameson and I and or you yeah, have played it uh with our cousin 
And then Ashton, we taught Ashton how to play it. And it's just fun. It's a fun game. You mm-hmm. can just pull out in the hotel room, play it. Doesn't last long. Boom. Done. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. Yeah. Um, it's, a good so on, can, it's a good. My girlfriend and I, we, we, call, we classify those because we're the big, I think out of our group, uh, in Primal Target, I guess myself, is we're the big uh, hobby board gamers, as you yeah. have noticed. Yeah. We've got a, I know it doesn't look like it, but we've got about, I think we're, I think we have, surpassed 90 board games in our in our collection i know it doesn't look like it here but i've got we've got two i can't i can't pull it out yeah i've got we've got two of these like crates that are full of our small board games i think i'm probably pull out one of those like we call small small board games we call like oh boss monster small little games like that once um and there's like 20 easily in in just each one of these so there's about 40 games just within those two these two as ryan can see these two little crates yeah, right yeah. here um they're about like they're about like that deep yeah like they're they're like these Walmart, little shelving Shopko, units that you can fit things, in these yeah. little you know three by three by three cubes and there's about 20 games in in each of those and um and so yeah, we call those uh, you know good on the go games. Just yeah. good on you know good camping games. Good like oh we got fifteen minutes to kill. Um, there's a lot of little, little lot of little games like that that uh, that we like to play. One of the ones that we you know it's a little it's not one of the games that I picked, but like another game if you like the more uh, mature games like uh, um, the Not Safe for Work Exploding Kittens or Cards Against Humanity. My personal favorite for uh, that style of game is. Uh, is a um, joking hazard. Oh yeah, with cyanide and happiness. You actually bought uh, the cyanide and happiness thing? No, oh. we don't actually own that particular one. But yeah. we we don't own. I'm. I know it's gonna sound weird, but we don't own any of those games. We don't. The apples to apples type we, of style. No, we don't. We don't own. Well, we do have a game like that called Dis- Dixit. It's that same sort of style, but it's a little different. Yeah. But um, we we don't own like exploding kittens. We don't own cards against humanity because everybody has those. You know, and so when people come over to play with us and they request those games, we're like, out of luck. Yeah. We've yeah. got all of these other ones to pick from, you know, so. But that's just, again, that's mm-hmm. just us. Um, but, yeah, no, th- those are fun little games. Um, we like to, you know, like I said, uh, Joking Hazard. We like to play uh, Hanabi is one that we like to play. Uh, Dungeon Roll is another little game like that, so. Yeah, I've, I've it because my, my knowledge of uh, – of tabletop games mm-hmm. are a little above average, mm-hmm. but like you more, I, yeah, you know I more know than just Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clue, I know more of the family the, classics. Yeah, the family yeah. classic games. Um, but yeah, it. I I like those like grab and go kind of games mm-hmm. and seeing just enjoy. It's not really the game that's fun. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the people that you're playing it with yep. that makes it fun. That's kind of like how. Like Cards Against Humanity is apples to apples. It just I think apples to apples is a terrible game because everyone has like four or five different ways of playing that game. So yeah, it's kind of like Monopoly. It's lost its whole like reasoning of being played. Now it's not even oh, being played for the reasons that it needs to be played anymore. Because yeah. there's the well, you can talk about like you can sell your card, mm-hmm. and then there's the no, you got to keep it secret and let the other person decide. Like you can't sell your card or mm-hmm. blah blah. And I'm like. No, I think you should be able to. I'm one of those people that thinks like you should be able to sell your card because yeah. like it it draws more of a debate of mm-hmm. like why. Otherwise, it's just someone that's going, this one, 
and then but i guess there is more of a secretive thing that that yeah. but anyway yeah yeah no i can go off about how i how i despise monopoly in particular uh but i'll save that for another time i guess <laughs> it's yeah, yeah yeah but um but that was your first game yeah exploding yeah. kittens yeah do you want me to, all right so i'm gonna jump over to one of mine mm-hmm so my first one is going to be one I'm sure you I might have mentioned to you. I'm going to assume our audience will have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I've picked games that I uh, that I like that have a very video game feel to them. Okay. okay? Um, and for the first one that I picked is easily my favorite dungeon crawler. Now, dun- dungeon crawler is a type of as a style of game. Um, where basically there is a dungeon presented to you. You are the heroes, and you are progressing through it, defeating enemies and bosses and that kind of style. That's usually what a dungeon crawler is. Um, like Dungeon Quest that you played with us once, that's kind of a dungeon crawler where you're, you know, you're kind of exploring it on your own. It's not a team one, but you're doing it on your own. Um, but the one that I'm going to pick for this particular topic is called Super Dungeon Explorer. Um, I don't know if you can see it on the camera. I'm assuming you can. This is the uh, base. This is the expansion base game. These here are some of the expansions, and then stacked on underneath these, which I don't think you can see, is these tubs. Yes, you can kind of see it. Yeah. These are the miniatures. There are about two hundred and something miniatures in here for this particular game. Holy crap! And this is nothing but dungeon tiles because that's all that fits in there. And then these are full of the miniatures that we have that don't we don't have boxes for. Wow. Um, it is my favorite dungeon crawler because it is literally, um, it is your own like World of Warcraft raid in a box. Wow. Like you can set up this elaborate dungeon. You can tell a story throughout your dungeon. Um, and you set up the, the enemies, uh, the bosses, um, you pick your characters. I really like this, uh, this little platypus looking guy right here. Yeah, the little minions. And the nice thing, the nice thing about it is this game is is made to emulate a video game. That's part of the game's um, charm. Charm is part of its feel. It's part of the aesthetic of the game. Like it is the 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 your enemies aren't called the enemies. They're called the the uh, uh, the the minions. They're called like they're called minions. But the the way you control because uh, there's the player's turn. And then there's the the enemy's turn. Well, they're not called the enemy's turn. It's called the console's turn, and it's referring to the oh, game console you're playing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and let's see if I can pull out like a. Shit, I wish I could. What I could do, what we could do, is you can talk about the rest of this. Yeah. And then when I'm talking about my next one, yeah, you can try to dig I'm that. Out. Yeah. Because like I wish I could show you, because it would just explain it so much more. But the game is is pulls a lot from. Uh, video game tropes into it. And especially there's tons of Easter eggs to characters from anime, video games. But they're um, tongue-in-cheek. They're not, like, exactly no, those characters. No, they're no, no. Like, Obviously like, they are, but they're not those. Yeah, like, one of the bosses that you can get that's a add-on boss that you can buy by the, by itself is an evil Totoro. So <laughs> one of the bosses is an evil Totoro. It that's, looks like Totoro, but he's got a big old horn. He's got a big old mouth with teeth and... And it's your job t- to very persona him. looking Totoro kind of thing. Yeah, and then there's like there's another uh, hero that is basically uh, an Easter egg to uh, Ezra Scarlet from Fairy Tale. 
There's one that's uh, Princess Mononoke. Huh. Um, and then we've also backed the Kickstarter for this, which really, because this isn't the base game. This is an expansion that can be played as a base game. We don't own the base game because it's it's hard to get your hands on it. But they did a Kickstarter where they're doing the second edition of the release game, and a lot of like the the stretch goals that you get are more like miniatures. And there's one called Hey Listen, which is an, an oh. Easter egg, which is a little miniature you can get. That's you know obviously Navi yeah. from like Le- from the Legend of Zelda series. And so um, there's a lot of the little video game tie-ins to it, and especially in the way it plays just like a turn-based strategy video game um you have your group of heroes it's your turn it's and then it, it, if you've ever played like a fire emblem game that's it it's <laughs> it's a physical it's just that it's a physical version of the fire emblem mechanics fire emblem mechanics but you build like your own like wow dungeon and the tiles are like this big like i can you can build a dungeon if you want that can take up this whole table it'll take you all day to play mm-hmm. But like you can go as big as you want. You can go as you can go as small as you want. You can go as big as you want, and uh, it's it's great. It's got all of these fantastic characters and heroes you can play from, or you can play and there's any type of like uh, uh, of you know trope archetype video game character. It, it's in there. If you want to be like your big beefy tank that can just absorb all the damage, he's in there. If you want to be your sneaky little assassin, you know if you want play like you know like your Ezio from Assassin's Creed they're in there you want to be a ninja it's it's in there if that's you, crazy um if you want to be like uh like you know shoot bows and pretend you're legless it's it's in there yeah there's um, like that's cool that there that it, it kind of reminds me of boss monster of how they can capture this video game-esque style that yeah, you didn't even know yeah, that could exactly. ever be adapted yeah. to a game yeah. a board game but it's like they made it work and no, like, absolutely. Yeah. There's a couple mechanics in it that 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 we forget about cuz after like you clear tiles the enemies are supposed to get harder, mm. but sometimes we forget to implement that just because it's on this little card that's easy to forget about. But like you kill enemies, you get loot, you you know, it's it's Diablo style where every time you kill an enemy you get a you pull from the loot card um up to 3 you can get up to 3 loots per turn. Um, and it's all set, you know, gear, you know, sword, shield, and it's all set to where, you know, uh, you can equip your characters from head to toe and you level. And in the, in the new system, they're adding this, this way so you can level up your characters now that's coming out with the, the Kickstarter, which I'm excited for. Cause you can, you can basically play this game almost as if you're playing like a D and D campaign. That's pretty cool. Like and, uh, I, I'm excited for it. I, I, I like the, to hear like the Kickstarter games, get some, some hype. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just. It's a hard it's a hard platform and let alone probably trying to mm-hmm. make those games yeah. is really hard, yeah. especially miniature this, games. This expansion was kickstarted. Yeah. Um and then this is these are actually tie ins to other games that they make. These are characters from a different game that they make that they made a Super Dungeon version of that you can play in Super Dungeon. And then this is a PvP mode that they added in. So you can play PvP now in huh. Super Dungeon. It comes with its own board, its own its own mechanics, its own loot. Um that's what this particular expansion was. Cool. Um, well, but yeah, I I love like right here. Even this expansion right here has came with uh, that's supposed I like to, that old turtle guy. Yeah, guess who that's supposed to be? I'm assuming. Uh, oh God, I I want to say Peach. Or it's, yeah, it's no, it's Peach. It, okay, all right. her her name. I don't remember her name exactly, but it's like Princess something. Like <laughs> yeah, something like that. And then the another mini that came in this one is literally Link from Zelda. Hmm, funny. Yeah. Well, I I'm sure I. I so here's the here's the thing for those people that are watching at home. Clearly, 
David has a passion for yeah, a lot of I these games. Love board so games. if I if it does seem like I cut him off on some of these, because I'm rambling, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to just because I, I, I just, know how passionate you yeah, are about these. But I, when I name them off, I'm sorry. No, sorry. When I when I name my games off. Mine just have like a little quick little snippet story of mm-hmm. why I like it and of the experiences. Mm-hmm. You just know you know all the little mechanics of the games. Yeah. And that's what uh, you like this game. Yeah. Um, I just want to say one more thing about this particular game. Yeah. Um, it is a, it, I'm going to admit this. It's a money pit. Okay? It seems like it if there's that many miniatures like, in it. This base expansion is $100. Just, just for this by itself. Yeah. These, these are arranged between 50 and 60. Um, single characters are fifteen dollars, and then the expansions that have uh, that add new bosses and more miniatures to it range between uh, thirty and forty for like the boxes that are like this big. Um, so if you do, that's my one thing to be cautious of is because this game is fantastic. For a hundred dollars, you're getting a lot. For hundred dollars right here, you're getting a fantastic game, but it's so good that it's gonna hook you. So just be ready to dump more money into it. <laughs> yeah, because we have, even though this isn't the most expensive base game that we've bought, we have put the most money into it, especially considering the Kickstarter. Yeah. So, but um, I it's it's probably the game that my girlfriend and I play the most. Um, it it does take a few hours to play. It takes about an hour to set up. Mm. It takes a few hours to play. But like I said, if you got the time and you love turn-based uh, RPGs, especially like the Fire Emblem series, and you want to play something physical, um, that that's it, hundred percent. Yeah. So mine are not as elaborate that's as o- those, that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but my next one is, uh, and I'll segue into another game that I actually like a lot more than this one. Uh, but it's just funny because so I saw this game at Target for like. It's like 15 bucks and it's the minecraft tabletop game mm-hmm. now bear with me here hold mm-hmm. on don't turn off your tvs yet <laughs> the it is not that bad it is a deck builder game uh-huh. and i was like this is ingenious this is how you teach kids how to play deck builder it is so simple mm-hmm. it's uh you know building an axe and an axe can attack players and like earn Plus. you more points or pickaxes um let you draw two more cards. Like each thing you build has a certain That's cool. perk to what you're building. Nice. And and so there's shovel, a pickaxe, a hoe, and a sword. And then there's all variants of them. There's mm-hmm. the diamond versions. Right. The there's, different materials. Yeah. And then yeah. you can use those materials, uh, and then uh, uh, to do a different stuff. And then also with the um, uh, the creeper is in the game and when that happens that means the whole board gets cleared mm-hmm. when or or no you attack somebody the, the creeper attacks you mm-hmm. and you have to defend it so you have to have a card whether it's a sword you can defend it and deflect it off if it's a tnt it blows off all of the cards that are on top and then you have to flop them all off which is really cool there's just like these little things that make the game of minecraft into a card game and i never thought it would actually happen that way that's pretty cool um but i love deck builder games those are the first deck builder game I played was the Penny Arcade Gamers vs. Evil. It's still my, probably my favorite deck builder game. It's just, Maybe it's just because the, the Penny Arcade guys were a part of it. But uh, And all the little jokes they have, like, you know, there, there's the, the scrotum card. Where mm-hmm. it's, and then there's the, the FF Prime uh, was the PAX exclusive card. And, I, I, and the Kickstarter card, which I, I have that. Um, I don't have the game though. I have the the because I competed at mm-hmm. PAX to play that game. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, 
yeah, the, the Penny Arcade game got me into deck builders. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, it's this strategy of, okay, what do I need to do? And then I could have, like, a totally different strategy mm-hmm. in trying to play and than you. Like, I could yeah. be trying to get all the paper tubes to attack a whole bunch of times, and you could be trying to get all the stars, uh, but you'd have a weak defense. But I would have less stars, and I'd be trying to attack a lot. But it, So it's those kind of things that make it fun. Um, and then, obviously, from that, I actually did buy a deck builder game. And it's uh, and it, it's it's going to be the one that everyone knows if you love deck builders or love tabletop games is Dominion. Mm-hmm. Dominion is so great. Uh, it's... It is where the grandfather of all like deck builders have started. Like yeah. it, it, you see, when you play all these other deck builders and then you go back to Dominion, you're like, okay, so this is just like in Dominion. Like you'll you'll play all the other deck builders and go, oh, just like in Dominion. And <laughs> there's like all these different things, and Dominion has so many expansions. <laughs> like there's it's been around for a yeah. While, I mean, it is yeah. I mean, I think it is the first deck builder, right? Like everyone considers I it. The I don't first think deck? so. I think no? it's considered just to be one of the best. Okay, all right. If not, it's one of the earliest. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's great, and it has all these different expansions and uh, that get more convoluted and things like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I think like my favorite type of games are the deck builder games. And something like the Minecraft one, which is another one of those grab and go games. It's literally a box that's mm-hmm. just like that. It's just like this big mm-hmm. uh, and throw it in a backpack, take it off the packs and it's great. So, uh, and I played that with Jameson and my cousin and it was it was fun. And she didn't even know what my <laughs> she she knows what Minecraft is obviously, but mm-hmm. she didn't know a lot about that stuff, so. Yeah. Well, that's 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 awesome. I I never really I guess like batted an eye at the Minecraft game because normally when I, I know see, when you see Minecraft, I, see, like, <laughs> I know I I know I'm I know I'm a board game snob and I see a lot of the games at work and I call them you know uh, gimmick games. They're usually just like rushed to get on some sort of a trend like what do you meme or like uh, oh like yeah the, like the cats game or, of phones yeah or yeah. have you seen that flip bottle game yes yeah. Stuff I don't know like what game that. Game of Phones might be something different than just but, a meme thing, but yeah, I know what the. But no, I yeah, I call yeah, it, yeah. The, but the, that that's what I call those. So like, I I see those sitting there, and I'm just like, uh, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I took a chance on the. The only reason why I bought the the Minecraft one was a because it was only 15 bucks, or maybe it was even cheaper than that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we were going to PAX, yeah. so I wanted to get a game that I could just shove in a backpack, and like if we were in line, pull that thing out, and boom, there we go. A uh, little bit more it's a little bit longer than like exploding kittens mm-hmm. could get uh well, a, just because de- there's builders yeah. can be drawn out it yeah. all depends on what people are doing on their turn but i will say it's not so it is a deck builder in the broad term of it like a deck builder light yeah um but it definitely teaches you the the basics of like how deck builders work and uh the the resource management of when Okay, I need this stuff to make this thing so I can do mm-hmm. an action, or I need this thing to defend myself. Um, I haven't played it in a while, but yeah, it's a very strategic kind of game too. So it's interesting. It's like a combination of a lot of different things, but it definitely does bring a little Minecrafty type thing to a tabletop, which yeah. is crazy. So might I make a suggestion for you? Go ahead. Uh, if you if you do like deck builders, I think you should check out either. Um, Star Realms or Hero Realms. They're basically the they're deck builders, but they're basically the same game, just different settings. Star Realms takes. Oh, place. That's the little box ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen them at uh, I've seen them at the shop. Yeah, uh, 
Star Realms, you know, takes place in space. Hero Realms is more fantasy, like high mm-hmm. fantasy. I think actually there's like little. Uh, there's actually it's expansion. actually right here. Oh, there's actually uh, I've seen expansions of the expansion cards. Oh yeah, the, these yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, you, ooh, fancy! No, you got the little cards is, going this, on. So this is all credit to my girlfriend. My girlfriend is very is a, she organizing is like one of her favorite things to do. So she's like, this is not what the game came in. No. Okay. This is I'm just showing this to you. This so she did this herself, and then she organizes it like this. You see these little tabs? We've got base game, uh, the ruin. This is an expansion, and then you've got the different heroes. Like, cause you when you pick a hero, and your hero has certain abilities, and that goes into your base deck. And then these are like cards that you pull from. Um, but yeah, no, this is all credit to her. She's the one that does this like organization. But this, if if you like if if you like uh, like games like the mini, you want to try something different. Try pick try a hero hero realms or star realms. It ultimately is do you want a sci-fi or do you want like high fantasy? Yeah, yeah. I that we I, like we I've hear. always suggested that game too. And yeah. I, I might go the sci-fi one. Yeah, I was cause... gonna say us, we like high fantasy more yeah, yeah, sci-fi yeah. in our home, but um they I know a lot of people who the 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 Star Realms is the first. This one came out after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know like they have uh the expansions for them are character packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like the, what you saw there was like the thief and, yeah, and all and that. They're in actually there. in little like mm-hmm. like upper deck kind mm-hmm. of rip apart, open them up. Yeah, they're things. not like blind bags or anything like that. They're yeah. they're all the same set of cards, which is which is nice, you know what you're getting. But um Yeah. So I guess deck builders were my second one. <laughs> yeah. Um um my second one is a game that again, you've probably not heard Ryan I'm sure hasn't heard of. Most of you probably haven't heard of. Um, it is, it's a few years old. I'd say it's about maybe about six or so years old. Um, it's a French game. Oh, wee oui, um, wee. Oui. Well, it's, it's a Euro oh, game. French Canadian. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's a Euro game. Like there's a, there's this huge like debate in the gaming community, Euro games versus like um, North American games. Cause there's a different style European games. So kind of like the, the Japanese RPG versus the Western. RPG. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. There's that kind of same debate. And when it comes to North American games and European games, European games tend to have more mechanics. They tend to be more difficult. Uh, North American games tend to be more, I don't want to say user friendly, but they have a more like broader appeal. And that's just, very i don't like i don't want to spark any debates like in the comments or anything but that's just a very base summary of the differences mm-hmm. um but my second one is a is a euro game uh and it's called claustrophobia and if you like uh, uh games like now it's not like a loot game but if you like game like style like art style visually games like diablo or like darker fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Dark is, Souls kind of yeah, type yep. of thing. This is the one for you. Um, it is two player. Um, and you're playing. No more, no less? No, two player only. Wow, okay. You, you can't play by yourself. You can't play with more than two. There are ways if you have a particular expansion, you can tweak the rules to play with three people. Um, but it is a strictly meant to be a two player game. It's you versus them, and the and the whole lore and concept of this game is it takes place in the future in the town of New Jerusalem. Okay, okay. so we're in the Middle East. We're in the Middle East in the future. Uh, it's like post apocalyptic, um, and the way that the game works is one one person is playing a priest. Okay, okay. he's playing a priest with condemned crim- criminals. Okay. And the other person is playing uh, the hordes of evil of, of the underworld. 
Okay. Wow, this yeah. is quite a plot. <laughs> and so there is a story that you can. There's a story mode you can go through, or you can go through and play the chapters as like individual, like little scenarios that you can do. But the main objective yeah. is, is the priest is leading these condemned criminals. They're they're the only people that he's given to help fight against the hordes of evil underneath New Jerusalem because you're in like tunnels and things like that. Wow. Um, so like catacombs type of yeah, fighting. it's like catacombs. Um, the the uh the world is tile based, so it has that sort of dungeon crawler mechanic. But instead of like super dungeon where you lay it all out, um, it is randomly generated. Where when you open, go to the next tile, you pull from the top, and whatever it is is whatever it is. So like it. I played it once with Rebecca, and she she did not have a good time because <laughs> the tile draws were all in my favor. I was playing as the demons, yeah, all in my favor. Not good for her, yeah. and uh, she did not have a good time. <laughs> um, but it's it's very um, it's it has these. Uh, one thing that I like about it is it has these elements of I I say controlled controlled random factors. Um, cause it does involve rolling dice, but the thing is, is like your character's stats, um, there's six different stats that your character can have. Okay. It's, there's more like more offensive, defensive, you know, like number wise and how fast you can move and things like that. Um, and the dice control, which of those stats, um, you get access to. So like if I'm on the priest side, I've got my priest and I've got like two convicts with me. Um, and I roll my, I can roll, I think like three or four dice. And then, uh, let's say I have the priest and like, I really like his stats that are set for number two. Well, if I have, if I roll the number two, I can put that two on his, on his plate, on his character sheet. And then he has those stats. Um, and then the same thing with the convicts. If I like this convicts, like if I've got a big like tank convict and I really need to be tanky on this turn because the the monsters are going to throw this big old high damage enemy at me on this round. Like I can see it coming up. Um, I'll have him go like full tank stats. And for like, if I have like the thief character, I'll have him go like full damage. If, if I roll those particular dice. Um, so like you do have to roll dice and they do control your stats, but you get to choose like where they go. Cause they got like the six slots for it. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, like a magic scenario where you, you go, if someone's attacking you, you're like, okay, these guys, you're attacking yeah, these guys. But it all depends on, on the position because like, um, you can only have a certain amount of, of minis on a tile. Mm. Um, and if it exceeds, if, if the number of minis on the tile has met that limit, then like, like say I have like my priest and my tank guy on there and then he's got like a couple minions. Uh, I can't move my thief over to help aid. Mm. So, you, so uh, it, you have to plan out. Yes. Your strategic... Like I said, it, 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 there's a lot of strategy involved, but it's not like overly complicated. Mm -hmm. It's not something where like, you're just going to be like dreading over what do I do next? Um, but unless um, someone's drawing tiles that are. Yeah, unless you're drawing, like, well, like, because there are titles that, like, bottleneck, and on the bottleneck titles, you can only have one mini pass through it at a time, uh, and so, like, I was able to just, like, stack my horde on the other end of that, and just be like, all right, come at me one at a time. <laughs> yeah, just obliterate it. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, but yeah, it's it really is, if you're wanting, like, a nice two-player, two-player game where it's you versus them. Um, with a lot of uh, uh, just the the aesthetics to it, the minis look good. They come painted. Oh, 
a lot of minis and games, if you don't know, come unpainted. Yeah, the they're paint- like a little gray or purple yeah. Mm-hmm. or yeah. Yeah, and I will say the paint jobs aren't are aren't on as par as say if I were to paint it myself. But again, that's another like six hours I don't have to spend painting a mini. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean um, the game sounds great. Like it it yeah. has these elements to it that. It, yeah, it's so unique. Yeah, so. and then I didn't really. And then on on the on the boss side, on the minion side, you get each stage has like a boss, and they have special moves and abilities. But as as the the demon, uh, the or whoever you're playing, uh, you, when you roll your dice, your dice affect what your minis can do and how many you what minis you can spawn, and how many of those minis you can spawn. Like you have like they're called troglodytes. They're basically like the little throwaway guys. Like you can spawn like a bunch of those in one turn yeah. and just throw them at them. So essentially you're the you're the main protagonist in in a in the game and yeah. the priest is the antagonist of the whole entire. Or well, no, no no no, no, sorry. The, He's the, the protagonist. The, yes. You're the antagonist of yes. the whole game. Yep. So like you're the you're the last boss is essentially uh-huh. or you you're controlling all your minions making sure uh-huh. everything's going and then the other person's going. Oh, yeah, and then cool. there's expansions that add more. I've got one of the expansions. There's there's uh, an expansion that adds more hero players and another type of minion and then there's one that adds a third um, a whole a third uh, uh, like faction and that's the one I don't have that one but that's one if you have you can tweak the rules to play it with three people um, but like I said I don't have that particular one you're playing as like this big like lizard dude with like like Killer Croc looking style? Yeah, like Killer Croc looking style, but you got like blades on your arms and cool. and they they come with their own scenarios and um and it's it really is a lot of fun. Like one of my favorite scenarios is it, it will take up like this whole table of tiles. Um and one is like the 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 good guys are split up and I uh, I'm on this end, but they have to go through and like connect turn they both have to turn on these like flip these switches to open this door so we can get back together and <laughs> come come see me while I'm trying to stop them in the process. Yeah. It really is a lot of fun. Um the 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 one negative that I have with it is 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 when you are playing the uh the scenarios where you're flipping tiles you can get screwed. One person can get screwed. Uh, either on the mini, if it I, wasn't I, shuffled, yeah. correctly. Well, I, well, yeah. I mean, it's not some. I wouldn't say that. It's just it's all that that random factor of the tiles that pop up. Yeah. Um, it, it it can screw the priest and his side, or it, or it can screw screw the demons. It's, it goes both ways. So that's yeah. the only negative. Sometimes that will happen every now and then. But I really claustrophobia. is one of my favorites. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, my third one. Um. Another oh there it is, that's it right there. Um, another one that I really like was kind of something. So there's this game, and I cannot remember with the life of me what it was called. But when I went to the shop and I asked someone about it, uh, they're like, oh yeah, we don't have that game, but we have something sort of like it. So there's this old game where you are these police officers in Lon- uh, yeah in London trying to stop this guy professor x and so you the detectives in london are trying to find these mr x and he reveals himself every so often and blah 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 it might sound familiar i have no idea what the original game is called but there's another game called letters from white chapel and there and uh it takes place with the scenario of jack the ripper Mm -hmm. as the main bad guy in this whole scenario uh it does get really really dark Mm-hmm. But there's yes. a, but yes, but there is there is a PG version that you can play, which is just the base 
scenario game of find him. Here's what Jack is doing the whole time. And that's what you're trying to do. Um, but there are, there is a darker version uh, that is in the game because I have the second edition. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened with the first edition, uh, but I have the second print of it, and they, it's like there's actual letters, and mm-hmm. you read them as you continue on, uh, which makes it a little bit more morbid and dark and sinister. Uh, but in the traditional way of how I play it with my family that uh, at a family dinner or a family outing or whatever, uh, it's just find Jack here's what you know play by the other rules but I don't I don't go too far into it so I may censor it a little bit I yeah. may, maybe or I'm just I, I don't know with the based rules you're making it more family yeah friendly. yeah the rules do it. say like you can play this way but yeah. then there's this other way but anyway um but it's kind of cool so essentially you have five people four people yeah, I think it's four people. Four. And then you the have fit. someone playing as Jack. And so what Jack is doing is he has a thing like this. It comes in this little, like, border wall, like how you did when you were taking tests in school. It's like this little thing. And then you write down a location where you want your home base to be. And then, yeah. uh, in the begin- this is all in the beginning game, Jack writes his home base and blah, blah, blah. Then the police officers get to write where they're going to all spawn at. Mm-hmm. Or they get these little mm-hmm. tokens, and they flip them up, mm-hmm. and it's just all black. But on the other side, there's little dots that show where they're actually going to be. And there's two decoys that the police officers get to put so that Jack doesn't know where he's going to spawn. So as soon as all the police officers get to put all their stuff out, then Jack gets to pick all of w- which women he wants to take. There are spawn locations for the women. I know this sounds really weird. Uh, and then you put these... Uh, Jack has these white tokens... Uh, on the bottom have a red dot if they if he wants to kill them if not then it's just white so he puts them all out there so he has decoys as well as the one that he's going to kill through the whole thing so the police officers have to decide mm-hmm. where he's going to murder now where jack is going to kill that's where he's going to spawn that's where he starts and then his goal like let's say he's on the top of the map at Number, you know, I don't even know what number's up there. But, for example, like number 14. And he his home is number 25 and it's down at the bottom. He has to maneuver through that whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is he doesn't know where the police officers are at yet. So, his, Jack's location's always secret. But the police officers, as soon as the, the kill is revealed, they reveal themselves on where they're located. So, if somebody put their police token right next to the women that just got killed, they have a really good chance of finding Jack right away. But, and also the chance, they could also be distracted. Mm -hmm. And what I love about that game is that sometimes you have a really good Jack, you can, how I like to do it is I like to pit people together. I like to... Oh well, well, I don't know. And then they start arguing. Yeah. The best part about being Jack is to have the like, cops start arguing with each other uh-huh. because you're on the other side going, "I am nowhere near there." Yeah. And then I won this one time that was uh, with my family. It was so close. I was right here, and then there was another person right here with like two spaces in front of me. But then there's an alleyway mm-hmm. that they so they went one, and they had a three, and so they could have got me. Yeah. But they went one. Two, three, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because if you, if the police officer runs into Jack, you have to say like that you did and you got caught and blah blah yeah. blah, um, or you have to specify like the police officer has to say, "Is Jack on number fourteen?" Mm-hmm. But you have to be 
on number 14 to say that. Yeah. You can't just go, is Jack on number 25 and you're all the way over at 10? Yeah. You're like, you have to make sure, you know, you're calling out the ones that you're on. Uh, um, just, just, yeah. just to help clarify, the board is basically a map of London. Yeah, with downtown, all of these, like yeah, with, old with all these markers on Western it, with London, locations yeah. on it. That, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. So, like, all the whole map is set with all these numbers and lines. It's kind of looks like Ticket to Ride's map, but it has mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Where and and in, in Jack has these. Places that he can move, and the police have positions that they can move. But uh, Jack like, also has these little tokens that he can like sneak through, through the alleyways. Yeah, slip or through like the alleys the carriages or carriages. You can, mm-hmm. I I've screwed some people over on carriages, and yeah. they don't like it because sometimes I like to throw people off too. I'll just do like an alleyway token, and I'm nowhere near him, but it it makes them think like, oh, he's right here, he's right here, he's gotta be right over here, but I'm like way over here. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, Letters from Whitechapel is a good game. Um, I do, I think I may modify it a little bit, but if you can find the other game, the it's a little bit more family friendly, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're looking for uh, Mr. X and your police officers, and mm-hmm. it's just, the like that old, old version of that game, or I don't know if it's the same company, but the the old style game that is like way way old and it's a lot easier like to understand uh same concept though i don't know if any other games are like that but i love mm-hmm. that style of the game too no i i have this one right here which one is that fury of dracula oh it's the same style of game um except instead of playing as jack the ripper you're playing as dracula you can hold it like oh right here boom. um but as you you can see you've basically you're tracking Dracula or mm-hmm. who would be Jack the Ripper all throughout Europe. That see that I, I would play that game. This, I think if you like white, if you like letters of Whitechapel, I think you'd like this one. Okay, cool. Um, basically, yeah, the, everybody else is basically like a, some sort of vampire hunter. Um, and, uh, it's the same sort of concept, same sort of concept. It's just different theme. Yeah. So I hate to, uh, Kind of pull this one, but you're going to have to make this one like a 10-minute one. So. That's fine, because my last one, I have yet to play. Okay. I, I own it, and I'm really excited to play it, but I haven't played it. And it's called Codex. And it's this one oh. right there. Okay? Um, I've got stuff on it, so I'm not going to try and take it off. But it's this game right here. And the reason why I am excited about Hard it. Hard-time strategy. Yes. It is a real-time strategy game. Think like original Warcraft, Starcraft but in a card game form. And that's all I really know about it. Um, You've got, these are the two factions. There are expansions that you can get. Yeah. um, But I'm really excited to play it. Um, Like I said, I haven't played it yet, so I don't, I don't really know too much about the mechanics, but I'm told if you want like a real time strategy game, like, again, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, if you want like the old Command and Conquerors in a card game, uh, that's it. Sweet. Like I said, you need to keep that one short. That's there we go. One. All right, um, I'm excited to play it. And again, like I said, I I picked games that I feel a, a video game audience if they wanted to step over and try. Um, if you like real time strategy games, from what I've heard, again, no personal experience. Uh, that that's the one to get. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you leave in the comment section below what your favorite tabletop games are, and that's where we're gonna end it for the t- uh, for the first topic. So now we're going into topic number two. Welcome back. My cat just snored like right as you did that. I don't know if you heard. Oh, bless <laughs> you, big guy. All right. 
Topic number two. He's asleep down here. You. Yeah. So I was thinking about um Oh, you know, last time I really have had like had a game experience that just like blew me away. Um either from like a mechanics story, uh uh you know, uh just any sort of and anything that just kind of blew just kind of blew my mind and um and yeah i don't i can't think of any other way to describe it like like what what is a game that i i can go back to that just like floored me with like i did not know a game could do this i didn't i've not experienced something like this in a game um and um did you want to start or do you want me to do i thought we were going to go because you've you've got two ish i've got one mine's gonna probably be be meatier of them yeah my, so why don't you go mine will be one shortened. Of your... yeah okay so i'll go with one that is uh very very recent call of duty world war Two. did something i have never seen in a video game ever yeah and i applaud uh sledgehammer <laughs> putting this in this game just to because i think it it, it is something that for some reason, why has it never been in a video game that's about World War II? And that's and this is we're gonna do this. This whole topic is a spoiler topic. So make sure if you don't want anything to like be spoiled for you, you can skip the parts that I I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. But like this is spoiler territory. If we mention a game, we're gonna spoil it. And some games might even be a game that we might play in the future. So just so you know. But we did play Call of Duty on the channel. So there it is. Yep. Okay. So Call of Duty World War II. Um, and you haven't played this. So no, it's a little bit I, of a spoiler for you. I'm yeah, sorry. But I, I have no intentions of playing it but anyway. So yeah. I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a moment that doesn't really have something to do with the plot. But it does sort of. So Call of Duty World War II in their campaign really revolved around this Band of Brothers type of mentality. You played as one character, and you kind of went through periodically phasing in and phasing out. The only other time you didn't play as that guy is you played as a woman, which was weird how you switched to the woman for this one part, and then the rest of it you just played as this guy. But anyway, um, he has he, he befriends a guy that is uh, captured and becomes a prisoner of war, a POW, by the Nazis. And... Some other stuff happens, plot, blah, 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 da, 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 da. So you go after it to try and go save him uh, because you're not going home until you make sure that he is okay. And uh, you walk up, and the level is literally just you walking through a concentration camp. Oh. And it is so eerie, and the setup to it is probably as as good as it probably could get. Is it? Is it pre-liberated or post-liberated um it's yeah the war is almost over like okay. the nazis have now so it's like surrendered an empty, it's like an empty, it's a, it, yeah and, and for those that don't know if you if uh during that time when the nazis had now surrendered when mm -hmm. hitler had killed himself and blah, blah blah all that jazz uh the nazis were just gonna eradicate the whole entire camp like they were just done Get rid of all the evidence. You know, I know. Throw like, it all the. Way. I know, like some of them, they just up and left. Yeah, they, they just, just left, left the, the, the left the Jews. They yeah. left the prisoners of war, and they just left them there and mm -hmm. and let them do whatever they needed to do, and essentially just abandoned them to die. Right. Uh, some of them took them and just shot them all out mm -hmm. and 
it, horrible, horrible things that happened over there. Uh, but it's it it adds this thing that I really I really like Band of Brothers of doing, where we didn't know they were doing this, mm-hmm. and the the shock of not understanding that the the soldiers do are are done so well that you're like because you're you're uh, i can't remember if this is before you walk up to the camp uh or after uh but you're running through the forest because uh, you hear some stuff and or yeah someone calls your name and so you run through the forest to go into this thing and you see it and i think that's how it starts uh but i do remember you had to go through a forest again but you see it and you have to walk through and you're trying to find your fr- your friend to make sure he's he's not gone um and it yeah you walk through the barracks you see the bodies uh you see rubble and ash and things like that and it's it's a very hard thing to look at but i think uh that sledgehammer did a really good job bringing something that i've never seen in a world war ii game that i think was very it's very important that we don't forget mistakes that uh horrible horrible human beings have done in their lives uh and i i don't know i i really i really did it it's not it's something that blew my mind because it just took me back for a second because i've i've gone to uh i've gone to to germany i've been to poland and in poland we actually did go to a concentration camp Mm -hmm. to sort of feel that i don't know that heaviness Mm -hmm. and to understand it more and to learn the history of how the the Polish had had to deal with that, and how the Jewish the uh, how the Jews had to deal with that, and how you know prisoners of war had to deal with that. And the, when I was there, it there's there's something that you can't take you you take away from so much of that, and you're kind of walking away, and you're like you can't understand it. Mm-hmm. You just don't understand it. And the, what's worse is the camp was only a mile away from a main road Mm -hmm. so this is all happening behind trees and then behind that is just there and so Mm -hmm. i just don't i don't know it it was something that i think that definitely was done correctly Mm -hmm. and i i really do like uh sledgehammer for doing that just to bring in this that this is this is history and we shouldn't cover it up like i i don't i mean i'm not trying to bring in politics but like the the german like government does not like talking right. about the nazi situation right. as far as we know germany didn't exist during 1939 <laughs> to 1945 so it's like it, as far as we know that's their, their history doesn't exist uh and that's why wolfenstein is censored over there they they do not have a nazi symbol on them they have a this like triangle devil thing. horn looking thing and that's why um if you got the ultimate edition of wolfenstein the new colossus the there's a patch mm-hmm. that ha- that she's wearing that has that symbol on it. Of course, I wouldn't want a Nazi patch on my <laughs> on my tin, but there's uh, but right. that's why it looks like that, so that it globally could be sent out and not have two different versions of it. So. I gotcha. But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's definitely, but uh, yeah, that that's what it kind of that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Just wow, interesting. Not gonna lie, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you didn't think that no. they would ever do that. No, I just wasn't expecting that to be your. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you you told me in the beginning yeah. of like something that yeah. just blew your mind. Not yeah. really, 
didn't have to be good, didn't have to be bad. And that's right. why I asked you. I was right. like, did it have to be good? And you're like, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, over the last year, that's why I like Call of Duty so much. It's like they took chances. They took that Call of Duty has never done, that first-person shooters have never done, and that was one of those that really stood out last year. Oh, and I was like, good. that's why I nominated it for Game of the Year. I was like, it was so good. Okay. Well, hopefully mine's a little lighter. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can go any lower than that. <laughs> um, I actually have some of my old stuff just to show. Um, but for me personally, uh, the game that blew me away and I, I just haven't been able to go back since, uh, is EverQuest. Uh, in particular, <laughs> yeah, in particular, um, EverQuest Online Adventures, which was the PlayStation 2 version of EverQuest. Um, I actually have right here, I got my copy of the game right there this is the pre-expansion one i have the expansion as well but this is the original uh made by soe which i don't think is around anymore um so sony online entertainment yeah i think they are no gone. i think, they I got, think they're gone yeah i yeah. think they're gone um but they're they're the ones that made even the original EverQuest. yeah um and then i've got uh my guidebook here for with the expansion for uh EverQuest Online Adventures Frontiers, which I don't know if you can see on the camera. This is worn to pieces. Um, the pages are like this disgusting yellow. Uh, I've spilled so much like soda, and uh, and I've got like notes written everywhere. Um, I've taken this book basically to hell and back. It's got all of the items, like like the last like half of it is just nothing but gear and their stats. Um, thousands of players, hundreds of choices, or yeah, yeah. thousands of players, hundreds of challenges, yeah. one game. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. These are all your cards. Yep. You kept all of them. Yep. I'll show you here in just a second. So Ryan just found my stash of time cards because back then when I had this game, I was still in high school. I didn't have a credit card to put on the account or a debit card. So I had to go every month to GameStop. Yeah, that's the world. I had to go to GameStop and buy one of these little cards right here. Each one of these cards for one month of play was $15 and just... One, two, three, four, five. That's not six, bad for, seven, uh, eight, nine, for a ten, month 11. or three months. There's 12. That's five, of them. five bucks a month. That's not bad. No, it was $15 a month. Oh, I thought you said five, no, $15 no, 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 every no. three months. 30 days. Oh, yikes. And I have, no, I, have, I have more of these somewhere, but I have no idea how I afforded to play yeah, let me, this game. Let me see this. I have no idea how I afforded to, to play this game back in high school. I didn't have a job. I think there's like twelve or so there. I have like like oh like about three years worth of them. Okay, so I know I ha- I know so I have more times than that. three and then times fifteen. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Five hundred and forty dollars you spent on this game just, just, so, just in time cards. It. Just in yeah. Um, and I I love this game. I mean that this is the same. This is how much WoW is a month, fifteen dollars a month. I know that always kills me though. That's why I don't play it. I'm um, like, dang, fifteen dollars. Like, but, um, Xbox Live is like essentially five dollars a month, right? If you buy uh, a year or something. Yeah, about yeah. Um, but this game, I I can still remember making my first character, 
um, doing like your first set of quests inside your town. And I played in a, I was a dark elf, so I was in Narek. And Narek is underground. So, like I didn't get to see like the world <laughs> yeah. until I was like level six or so. And that was a few hours of gameplay. And the second I remember walking out of the cave, and it's just world. And I just am <laughs> literally like, <gasps> what is this where did the games where, I'm well, like, i started in the wrong area <laughs> i'm like what? like in my mind like i i can't think of any game that really has literally blown my mind to that sort of scale because like i when i had friends who were telling me oh yeah should you come play because when this came out this was back when the playstation 2 just got the network adapter i was well playing. i did notice that uh it it does say aol dial-up compatible yeah, so no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> we didn't have broadband at the time, so no. we did. I think we still were using AOL. At the broadband time. and dial-up. Mm-hmm. Not very many games had the both. Mm-hmm. Not very many games had both. No, um, Dang, that this... was why I couldn't play SOCOM online because because like we didn't have broadband. You had to have broadband to play SOCOM online. We got it eventually, um, but I used to play like um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. A lot of my friends on there were like, "Hey, you should come play this with us." And I remember getting a free week trial disc in the mail from sony and be like hey try this out and so i did and i immediately went out when that trial ended and bought the game and um i it's the first time where i literally have been like i can run from this coast to this coast and not single not see a single loading screen and i will be running for like four hours that's crazy Um, it's insane how like First off, this box art is I like I love EverQuest box very, art. Uh, it's so retro. It's very it's like very retro high fantasy. Uh, what do they call it? Like you would you'd see this on like a bus or like on not a bus uh, like on a van. Well, <laughs> like the, yeah, like, like a very uh, what do they call heavy metal yeah. like look to it. Yeah, it's very like classic art RPG style. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with like this book. I don't think I don't think you can really see like how worn out this book is on the camera, but like I've got notes everywhere. I've been through. I mean, the spine is just destroyed because I've been on like just every page. This lists all the quests from like one to fifty up to your um your weapon. Your like I wouldn't say rel- it wasn't called relic weapon, but it was like you would at level six forty nine. You would get like these super awesome weapons but um it does yeah. say uh not valid for purchase if open not for resale by prior owner mm-hmm. which is interesting because like i've never seen this game ever yeah. like and i i think the only reason why is because people were kind of stuck with it they can't and once, i think maybe gamestop was no, no, like no. no we can't take it back yeah, sorry that's because once you use this the activation the, key. this activation key it's set yeah. Um, but I remember when I was level because once you get to about level fifteen or so is when they send you out of the town to uh, Nerak. They send you to Freeport, which is um, like the big like central hub on the east coast of the continent. Right. I'll actually show you on the map because you can see. I don't know if you can really see on here, but I started here in Nerak. Okay. I, I'm just showing Ryan here so you can get an idea. To run from here to there was about forty five minutes. Holy crap. To run I don't know if you can see again. You can show by like distance of your finger. Yeah. To run from here, okay, from here here on Narek, that's where I started, to here, which is Freeport, which is where my bottom finger is, it was about forty minutes to a half an hour. Um I remember again, I'm just gonna kinda show here. 
I ran from, I went on a journey when I hit level 15. <laughs> a journey. No, I'm not joking. I went on a journey just to see what I could find. And when I was around level 15, I ran from Narek here. I ran all the way up past Face Fire because I wanted to get the Halus because I wanted to see the Barbarian and uh, uh, starting zone. Not knowing that Narek's were, e- Ner- uh, or, um, Dark Elves were evil and Barbarians were good. So, like if I went to the town, it would have been killed. Everyone would annihilate you. I didn't know that. Um, but I wanted to go see, but there's this mountain range that cuts through the middle. So I went up through, up all the way up to Face Fire. This was like three hours of running to here, and I hit a mountain range that I couldn't, I couldn't go over. So I was like, shit. So I ran. Oh my god! Why <laughs> the mountain range all the way down? I remember seeing Broken Skull, which yeah, is this mountain a island. With, which is this island with a big like. Goal on the top. Yeah. Went all the way down there. Went to Grob, which is an evil town where the troll started. Got that little flight path there. And then I went all and then I finally at met the end of the mountain range, turned around, and then went all the way back up. And I died around somewhere in here. <laughs> and then put me back in Eric. Oh. That was like nine hours of running around. Yikes. And that experience is as ridiculous as it sounds, is probably my most cherished like MMO experience of all time because the the sites that I saw like up in here, there's this big statue of this barbarian like it's like hundred feet tall and he's got this big like glowing shield and he's and he's like swinging a hammer and it was like the coolest thing like oh this is so cool and then you go down and I came across it's weird how they just didn't continue this like how are they not making enough money off of this thing oh this is the PlayStation Two version. The PC version is still active and going. The one from nineteen ninety six or ninety seven. Do we do we need to go and like maybe try this? I do have an an original EverQuest account. I don't remember the passwords for it. I'm it sure is, you can it recover. Is subs- oh, I'm sure I can too. It is. I mean, I would not be against it to give it a shot to record maybe a couple episodes. Well, the thing is, is it is a it is a traditional MMO. Oh, so it's and dirty. This is a pre WoW MMO. Dirty. It's very, very different. Unless they've changed the the original PC version throughout the years, because they still released well, they still release DLC for it. Yeah. Well, my thing is, is, I mean, more specifically, why did they not continue making to the PS3 to the PS4? Oh, so they stopped continuing this one because by because I think they shut down the, the servers for the PlayStation Two version. Uh, I think in 2011 or 2012. It's relatively recent. no. Yes, um, and that was just because the player base has moved on. Yeah, but why didn't they continue it to PS3? Is my is my questioning. Like, why did they not do I, like a GTA Five type of thing where like if you own the game over here, you can bring your account right over to GTA Online? I like, know. I know because the because the thing is is on the PlayStation Three, Sony Online Inter- Entertainment uh, made a DC Universe Online. Yeah, so they just were like, all right, we did EverQuest, like we're moving on. Well, they still do EverQuest. They still they still support yeah, but the first I mean, one. Like, they, there's EverQuest two on the PC as well. Still, yeah. I but I mean, like my thing was, they just stopped doing it because yeah. now what's what's interesting is because uh, DC Universe Online is also on Xbox. Yeah, so that's it's like, because they that's because SOE dissolved and they sold the rights to that game to a different company. That's why it's on. Okay. That's why it's on Xbox now. It's just weird. What but, what, what could have been? Like that this could game, that could have continued on. Yeah, no, it, it's just the the player base wasn't there. But it, I, 
could have made another the, every, <laughs> like, every everybody everybody like moved PS3 on version. to because like a lot of my friends we moved on to final fantasy 11 and then we eventually moved on to wow and now a lot of myself and us are back on final fantasy 14 yeah i if this was up uh i would be like yeah i'm going in i'm reactivating my account check it out i wanted to do that uh before the servers were down just to go on and just one see last it time. one more time one but I didn't. Ride. I didn't. I missed the day that they were doing it. Mm. Um, but um, this game, just again, the scope. Uh, I've met so many people on this game. I don't talk to many of them still, um, because this was like tw- this was twelve years, fifteen years ago, you know. Um, but yeah, the, this game literally changed the way I look at games. It's, it is the reason why I have spent more time on MMOs in the past 15 years than any other genre of game. Um, I did not ever, you know, I've heard of, you know, I'd always have heard of EverQuest and how it was this big deal on the computer. I never understood it until I was in the world. And I just yeah, was my, like. My uncle played the PC version and that he was like, yeah, it was a. It was quitting drugs. You had to go cold yeah. turkey on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, how can how can a game be like that? Yeah, if you unless you've played an MMO, you'll never you'll. It's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, you never know what, what it's gonna. You be. know, it's like it's like yeah, it's like it's like crack. You'll never know until that's you. That's why they call it ever crack. You, know? <laughs> you call it ever crack for it's, that reason. This will always be one of my most influential games, and whenever it comes to something that just blew the scale off of what a game can do, this one will always be that experience for me because like. That journey, that nine-hour journey, even though I ended up just dying, and I don't know how I died sooner, because I'm like a level 15 running through like these little 50 areas, and I'm aggroing enemies, but I'm somehow not getting like they would have one-shot me. Um, I think like some alligator in a river I didn't see popped out and got me. Nice in the desert, as one does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this game, uh, uh, just the balls that it had to do on console. Yeah. Like I give a lot of props to Sony for for doing that. Um, did you know? Oh, just a little fun little Easter, one little one little fun one, Easter one egg. One little fun little Easter egg here for Ryan or, or or for the viewers if you don't know. If you're watching, if you're watching, right here on YouTube. Uh, Quenos, this is the good human starting town. Okay. Okay, Quenos. It's even named. Th- this is all of this is even in the first EverQuest game. Okay. This is just base EverQuest. Um, is uh, Sony EQ backwards? Huh. It is Sony EverQuest backwards funny yeah just a fun little tidbit yeah that's cool um but yeah no this the the scale of this game just melted my mind as a high schooler like i could not believe that something like that was possible on a on a on my playstation 2 and we still have loading screens to this day (laughs) you you can get you know loading screens in this game but that's only if you fast travel yeah well uh yeah so i'm gonna make my second one a little short i was debating on what i was gonna do uh bioshock infinite has a lot uh i've just started playing what remains of edith finch and i'm already getting my mind blown on that but i think i just have to play that game through before i start talking about it um and it is coming to the channel so make sure you stay tuned for that uh by now it probably has already made it to it but anyway um yeah I'm not going to do those ones. What I'm going to do is The Walking Dead. There you go. The See, Walking I fig- Dead. I figured yeah. something would pop up when we were talking about Yeah, stuff. Telltale's The Walking Dead has this thing in my 
a special place in my heart just because it's one of these things where I never, ever, ever, ever knew that a game can be this, uh, can take you for this story to have so much emotional connection to characters like Telltale did with The Walking Dead. The writing was perfect. Uh, it it was my game of the year of 2012 for a very important reason. Um, what's crazy is like Microsoft gave the first and second episode away for free, I think, mm-hmm. and then and it was before Games for Gold. I, I think it was before that, and they just were they just gave it away or something like that, or maybe it was Games for Gold. No, I, I don't know. I, it was like a trial. Yeah, I, rem- I remember. But they that gave you coming. one and two, which was weird why they did that, and then uh, and then I I was like. Well, I gotta buy a third one, and so I like asked my dad. I'm like, "Dude, yeah, Dad, can you can you please buy the game for me? I'll pay you back." And he's like, "Yeah, sure. How much is it?" I'm like, "Oh, I think it's like five bucks." And so bought the episode three, and then uh, episode four and five were not out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, or maybe four was out, and then so I bought three and four, and I had to wait for five. Five had not come out yet. And then finally five launched, and um, again, spoiler alert for The Walking Dead. If you haven't played it, I know we didn't finish it on the channel, but this is a spoiler alert for that. So if you want to continue, if we ever go back to that, this is going to be that situation. Um, I don't know. You you played The Walking Dead, right? I played those two episodes. Oh, okay. So this but is going to be no. I don't see my. I know what happens. Yeah, I've already had the. the yeah. I, I know the story. So in the fourth episode. Of The Walking Dead of season one, uh, you play as the main character is Lee, and you're to keep track of Clementine. That's the whole entire game is you know getting her to her parents. That is your goal of the game. Pro babysitter. Exactly. You are that is your goal. You take care of this girl, but Clem is you you grow this uh, this attraction to her of just trying Ooh, to attraction. not that not that she's like nine, <laughs> but like this you know you want to take care of her. You want to get her to her family so that everything goes great uh and that is that's your goal this whole entire game and this <laughs> so she gets kidnapped i think or something along the lines i haven't played it in a while uh but in that process yes she does she does get kidnapped in that process uh lee chases after the guy or tries to lift up a uh a clem's hat and while he does that one of the walkers grabs him and bites his arm. And at that moment, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. What? 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 What is happening? What is happening? Fix this. <laughs> Fix this now. And then you're like, I don't know how this is going to work. And so, um, yeah. So, Lee gets bit. Immediately, they go, oh, my God. We got to figure this out. So, at the end of episode four, or beginning of it, I don't can't remember, Lee saws his arm off and you have to do it. And you're like, (laughs) and I'm like, Oh my God, why? And so you saw his arm off and Lee's not looking too good. Uh, eventually you get into the episode. So plot, plot story, things happen. Episode five happens and, uh, you need to get, so you save Clem. You now need to get from point A to point B. When you get from point B, you're going to meet up with the rest of the crew and they're going to leave. But before you had met up with Clementine, you told them no matter what happens, I need you to take care of Clem. Mm-hmm. 
And so you and so they go, yeah, sure, no problem. And so they go off. No, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do anything. I'm in the middle of here, doing a lot of this. <laughs> but um, they, so you you tell them, take care of Clem. So you go and you save Clem, and now you you need to get from point the like this hotel to this alleyway so you can escape out of the city. Uh, but to do that, you need to go through the zombies. And so you put all these guts and stuff on top of yourself and Clem. And you're like walking. But as you're walking, you're like, oh, oh, no. You're getting all woozy. And uh, in so eventually you get into this area of where it's just they close this uh Oh, it rains. It rain, which which the show copies this. It rains and it uh, the stink goes away. So now the the walkers can smell uh, the you. They can smell Lee now. They can, they know he's human. And so they ch- they chase you and Clem under this like garage thing. And so you get into this like gas station area. Close down the garage. This gate thing. And now they're like beating the crap out of the wall so they can open up and get in there. And you tell Clem, you're like, I, I need you to go. I need you to leave. I'm not going to. And you're like, what? And he and Clem's like, no, I'm not going to leave you. And you, and Lee's like, no, I, I can't make it. I can't get out of here. And so you either, you can make your last decision as Lee. Do you tell Clem to kill you? Or do you not even put her through that misery? And what it would do is, like, if she kills you, then it's great for you because you're done. You don't have to suffer anymore. But now Clem has to live with this decision in her life for the rest of her life. Um, but with if you let her just go, you will suffer and probably get ripped to bits because now there's walkers rip trying to get inside. And, uh, and, and But Clem will get away. And you tell I told Clem to leave. And, uh, and you watch, you watch Lee die. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm the, we'll put this bowl of onions here. <laughs> like oh. I, it was the first time I'd ever been like, I'd ever teared up in a game is the first time I'd ever done that. And I never, I've, I've, I have experienced that in another game, but I can't remember what it was, but it was more of like, that was good. That was good. And like with. The Walking Dead, I was like, I can't believe they just... I've never dealt with a character that's gone out like that, mm-hmm. of where he he's chosen so much. Like, obviously, I got to choose my decision, but right. the, but I've never seen a character like that sacrifice himself so much when there was not that much to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't need to save Clem. You, you, why did you even help her in the first place? You could have easily wa- ran off, did your own thing. But like you've grown this attachment to all these characters, uh, and throughout that game, there's people that die that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe he just died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually based on your decisions. But yeah, The Walking Dead is one of those games that episode five of the first season of Walking Dead will always be remembered to me because it was so emotional and it blew my mind that I'd never seen a main character just die like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's other times where obviously it's not original for the main character not to die. I mean, he there's times where he dies and it, he or she will die, and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know what uh, I don't know, you know, kind of move on from it. Yeah. But like The Walking Dead had so much emotional de- choices in there that I just 
yeah it's one of those things yeah. i know i know that feeling i had that feeling with uh seven and uh airs mm. you got skewered all right well i guess we're moving on to our third and final topic uh Uh, oh yeah because this one's now what would have been quinn's topic is now just a joined together topic so i guess i'll read it off is the switch dead i don't know dramatic pause i don't know (laughs) because we were talking about this and it was like is the switch dead is it like are we are we not playing the games and i understand there are some great games out there yeah but why have i not played my switch since i bought it i literally bought it mario kart is the most played game on there now i did buy mario odyssey and the only reason why i haven't played it is because i want to play it as a let's play but this is nintendo yeah you deal with it yeah i have to it'd get copyright strikes yeah well like we were talking about what to do for the third topic and you know people have been throwing out all of these switch numbers and things like that like i i wrote it down like uh, uh as of december 12th the switch has sold 10 million units which is ridiculous it's only been out for like nine months whereas in the wii u only sold 13.5 million units in its lifetime mm-hmm like it's there's going to probably the switch is going to probably beat the lifetime sales of the Wii U in the first year. I it's looking like yeah, it. Probably. Like the console itself is doing well. I don't think the console itself is dead at all at yeah. all. It's I just think the title of the it, episode. <laughs> um I don't think it's dead at all, but I raised this question. I asked Ryan this before we started. Are you still playing your Switch? Yeah, no. I mean, I pick it up and I'm like like I try to pick it up to play it while I'm doing other things, like maybe trying to catch up on like a Netflix series. But then I'm like, oh, I want to play the Netflix series. Like, so click it off and I just put it away. Yeah. Uh, and Mario Kart Eight is like the only game I play. I do have other games. Like I have uh, the Binding of Isaac. I have uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. You have that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I that didn't one. buy it. I got it for my birthday, or not my birthday, my uh, my uh, Christmas present. Oh, that's cool. And and then I had. I want to play that. I one. bought Mario Odyssey. It is very detailed. Like Xenoblade, I was like, "There's voice acting in this game," <laughs> and they're and they're British, or they're yeah, they're like British, Irish, all Dublin. sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And so like, and then then I also made the realization like I haven't played my Switch. Again, since like since like we played Mario Kart together, mm-hmm. I've rarely touched it. I think I spent like four or so hours, you know, tinkering around, checking out Stardew Valley. But like, even my girlfriend, who we bought the Switch for, it's her system. Ever since we got her her PC, she doesn't touch it anymore either. Yeah, I think it's this, uh, and we talked about this before, and I'll let you kind of go on it because you did bring this up a lot. Was it's all these ports that it's like. Oh, like Super Meat Boy just came onto the Switch mm-hmm. and it's doing tremendously well. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, it's Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Why not? Uh, but like I mean, Skyrim. Yeah, and, and like it's Doom it, it's. And... Oh, I've already played that game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play uh, third-party games I've already played already. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I don't like have Payday Two is coming. Yeah. And like, all I, that. I personally don't have any issues with there being ports to the system. It's just they're not for me. I know why they're doing it. 
Um, and that's just because, you know, companies are just wanting to get their games on the system because it's selling so well. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's good because it's going to offer, you know, offer you know, more games on this handheld. But I think it's just because, you know, companies, you got to remember before the Switch launched, companies weren't on board with it. Yeah, I mean, well, we've yet to see an EA game. FIFA. But that's their test game. That's true. That's and their it, test game. And it shat a brick. So I don't think FIFA's doing well on the Switch. No, no it w- got no. horrible ratings. They they said this is the worst yeah. FIFA game yeah. in decades. Yeah. <laughs> like this is But but because I but I do believe more EA games are gonna come to the Switch just because it's selling so many units. Yeah. Um Um I am excited for the Bayonetta. Yeah, but that's a, it's another redo. No, Bayonetta one and two. Okay, uh, three. Yeah, but that's not coming soon. But the thing is, though, I didn't. I didn't. I. I didn't have <laughs> a Wii. That? I didn't have a Wii U. Yeah. I, how many people have have? How many people do you Bayonetta know? Bayonetta one was no Bayonetta one. Yeah, but how many people do you know have played Bayonetta two? True. True. But that's the thing. It's like same with Mario Kart. That game succeeded because it's Mario Kart. Well, that and no one. How do we you? They didn't play yeah. Mario Kart. Uh, and, uh, but I, if you look at all these games, I'm really excited for Kirby. That comes out in March. Mm-hmm. Nintendo game. Yeah. I'm really excited for... Mario Tennis. Uh, I think Mario Tennis. It's Mario Tennis. I'm more of a Mario Golf guy, but that's it's, just me. <laughs> it's a, it, I call it a dumb fun. It's just a dumb fun game. Yeah, I prefer Mario Golf. But that's, that's fine. A, yeah. Uh, but that's fair. they... Uh, what else is there? Uh, Shinigami Tensei. Mm-hmm. Nintendo exclusive. Mm-hmm. But why? Where is the third-party games that are launching at the same time? Why does Wolfenstein not come out until like the end of February? Because they probably have to optimize it. I'm sure it is. I'm sure that's why. Mm-hmm. But when your game doesn't launch, well, it again, gets people worried, and it, that's exactly what happened with WWE. With WWE 2K18, took a giant dump in its pants, and and then went on console on the well on Xbox and PlayStation. It's one of the poorly rated wwe games and then all of a sudden we don't hear anything anything about the game and then all of a uh, they uh the w the twitter of wwe 2k tweeted out launching on the nintendo switch in two days i'm like whoa wait a minute hold mm-hmm. on we've been waiting for this game for so long to come to the switch because it was the first time it's coming to handheld in over like 10 years last time was on psp i want the stupid thing and then all of a sudden it's broken it is buggy to hell and it like the frame rates trash mm-hmm. it's, it's slow motion in some part why can what is nintendo doing that is so much different. Is it the cartridge? Is that what's no, causing this chaos of I, this shit storm that they I just can't the issue, do? No, I think the issue is, is again, pre-launch, companies weren't really on... Third-party developers weren't too... Like, the big ones weren't really on board with the Switch. So I think now that they're seeing the success, I think they're kind of rushing to get games to the Switch. Um, I think the reason why the Wolfenstein is going to take so long is because they're actually taking the time to optimize it for the Switch. I don't think FIFA or 2K was optimized for the Switch. I think they were probably just direct ports. Yeah, probably. That's well, probably even, why. Even, even with, but and also that is like some of the games are half the games they are. Like like FIFA is 
literally like a quarter of the game of what FIFA on console is. Mm-hmm. There's no story mode. There's none of this, that, this, this, and this. I know, and it's I know, just quick play. And I know. Season. I know that has to do with the amount of storage for the to put on the cartridge. Uh, yeah. Without doing without doing a download like NBA 2K does. 2K18, you have to do the download to get the other half of the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I, what I'm assuming with that. I I don't, but I. I don't mind that because it is micro cards. By the mm-hmm. way, for those that have a Switch, do not buy the ones that say Switch micro SD. Do not do that. Oh. They're an extra like $40 you're going to spend. Just because Go and buy some them. cheap piece of garbage micro SD card. It works the same. I have a 64 gigabyte thing in there and I spent like 40 bucks on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or maybe even less. You buy a 64 gigabyte one for the... Yeah, I know. That's what he was doing. I was like, I was getting nervous. But if you buy like a 64 gigabyte Switch, it, it, it like modernize, it doesn't even do anything. You it's just no, plug it in and it works. It, it just, doesn't do anything. It, it doesn't download has, anything. It just has Link on the box. You're paying an extra 20 to $30 just because yeah, Link is Yeah, I on went the to packaging. Best Buy today for a 64 gigabyte one, almost $90 for a 64 gigabyte micro SD card. What are we, back in 2010? Mm-hmm. Like, that is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Yeah, it was ridiculous of how because I wanted to know. I want. I I made sure. I I went over way I bought. It, I went to Target. Went over in the because uh, I saw the memory card because I needed to get it to play two K mm-hmm. uh, or NBA two K. Mm-hmm. And I returned that piece of garbage, by the way. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, I need a memory card. I look at it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Sixty mm-hmm. dollars for this p- memory card? I'm gonna have to spend a hundred and twenty dollars for to play this stupid game. So I was like, no. I walked over to the little computer section where all these rinky-dink laptop and, and like tablets were. Saw the 64 gigabyte it's, micro SD card. It's literally the same. Thing. And I took it, shoved it in. Never. I didn't have to download anything mm-hmm. other than the game. It didn't do anything. Do, what do you need me for? He just wants. Okay, to hang fine. Out with you. All right. Um, no, they're. I, I've looked at the boxes. They're they're the same. Oh it's, yeah, and same company. Sandisk is making it. Yeah. I don't know why it's Sandisk exactly just thinks that. Yeah, I don't I, know. I I think it's. I don't know. It just has Link on the art on the box on the packaging. That, I have no idea where he's doing? going. I have no idea where he's going. He's not going. gonna mess things. Okay, all right. Okay, that's scary. That was scary for a second. Um, can he not get? I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. He's just being for those that are listening to the audio version of this. <laughs> there's yeah. there's uh, a cat climbing yeah. on us. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's just, uh, yeah. I, the main thing about this topic was just what is going on with the Nintendo Switch. I know they're making some great decisions on a lot of this stuff, like the the like, like La Noir. Sure, it doesn't look as bright and beautiful as the HD. 4K resolution mm-hmm. version that the that the Xbox One and the X and the PS4 Pro can offer, but it works mm-hmm. and it works perfectly. The touchscreen that you realize you can play that game half what you can do half of the stuff uh, by just touching the screen. That's cool. Yeah, it, that, that to me looks like the Rockstar guys took the time, made like made some love changes to it that makes that console like a reason to buy that console or that game for that console um and like i do like the prettier picture so you know but it's cool to have that option of hey if you're gonna get this for the switch here's some cool stuff that you're not gonna be able to do on any other console um 
but yeah, it's I I uh, I don't know. I think this is a this is definitely a good year for it for the Nintendo Switch though, because I think yeah. there's some great games that are coming out, and I'm sure there are games that we have no idea what's coming. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we're going to be picking up Bayonetta one and two. I'm assuming it's going to be on one cartridge. Oh yeah, it's a download too. It's a it's a pack. Oh, it's a pack. Okay. Yeah, I think if you um, buy this, I think what they're well, they might do because what they did with uh, Resident Evil is the download. You can download them separately, but you can buy a cartridge mm-hmm. that has both of them on there. That's why when you go to like a store, it's forty dollars yeah, when right. it's on for twenty. Um, but yeah, I'm. I mean, I think it's cool. Dark Souls is coming. The Dark Souls remaster. It's gonna be interesting. So I think I, that's cool. Dark Souls on the yeah. go. That's cool. I'll take it. Yeah, I think it's just. Uh, I I, d- I don't know how. I mean, how how graphic heavy is Dark Souls? Not very. Okay. It but might, it, it but might it port is a re- well. But it is a remaster. Yeah, but what does that mean? Like, Doom cannot hold doing, itself on... They're doing a remaster. It's coming out. They're re-releasing the first one on Oh, on the... Yeah. yeah, they're re On one and mm-hmm. four. Yeah. I, I, I get that, but... And PC. But, like, when it comes down to those games that Doom gets brought over, mm-hmm. and you're like, great, Doom's coming, and it's just these muddy textures... I don't like, know. When you're moving, it doesn't look that bad. Yeah, and you I, stand I hear still that. And you're like, you're looking, you're looking at, at stuff, it and you're trying. And you're like, <laughs> it's kind of like if you just don't pay attention to the game. If you just go and play the game, yeah, I think it's an issue. But uh, like, yeah. if you're just if your character's not moving, yeah, you'll see, you know, the pixels in his gun and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. To me, that's not the biggest issue. Yeah, for me personally, <laughs> what? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. But yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, again, and I think the reason why, like I said, there's being a lot of ports right now is because a lot of the the third party developers weren't planning really anything for it at, at the beginning, and then because they're seeing the success, they're just like, we just gotta shove stuff onto this thing so people will buy our stuff again. Yeah, and b- I I think it's crazy how. The Nindies are the ones that are doing the most success, like the Nintendo indie exclusives or the just ported over exclu- the. Because to me, the Nintendo Switch dominates in indie games right now. There's there's a lot of indie Which games is kind that of are funny great to to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but it's just because they because there's no graphic heaviness that an indie game can bring right uh even if it has so much money there's never this heavy looking graphic intense indie developed game i mean league of legends doesn't it it, it didn't get there in a night like they've progressed that game to look as beautiful and 400 frames per second as it Mm -hmm. can get um same with smite smite was made by high res high res literally has high res in their name so they have to uh incorporate that but uh they didn't do that in a night either they've worked on other games made tribes made all these other games mm-hmm. and then eventually got to uh smite and now they have 3d rendered high graphic mm-hmm. heavy game um but yeah i think the i think the indie games are probably the best of right the now switch for yeah. right now yeah if yeah. you want something that you can only get on switch I think or nintendo exclusive right games. other than nintendo exclusives pretty much you're looking at indie games uh, and ports yeah but even okay. then the ports are all bleh. yeah it all dep- yeah it all not pretty 
it all depends on if the developer takes time to optimize it. Yeah. So. Is there any last things you want to say about the Switch? Or you think you've beaten it down? I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like I said, like the whole point of this topic was is I asked Ryan, are you still playing your Switch? And he said no. And I said, I'm not either. Why is that? Yeah. You know? I I hope there's something that comes by. Again, I have not played Mario, so that's obviously something that I'm going to play. But I hope something comes by that wows everyone and then I'll just snag it. Because, I mean, I didn't even finish Zelda. And I didn't have any ten- intent to mate to finish that I only game. put like 20-something hours into that game. But until I, I was like, yep, I've had enough. Yeah. But it's just because Zelda's not my cup of tea. I know a lot of people that loved it, obviously. And got Game of the Year last year. Would not. I mean, we didn't give Game we, of the Year to that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's... Yeah. You know. Out of the games that were nominated for Game of the Year, I think I would have gave it for to uh, Horizon. Oh, for the ones that yeah, for the, the video game awards, not our yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that's just my opinion. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is gonna be it. Thank you all so much for watching. If you want to watch more of this stuff, make sure you subscribe to us right here on YouTube. All you gotta do is click the little subscribe button at the end card. Uh, there will be a subscription button. You click on that, and links to one that says link to the last episode and one that takes you to some random video the newest one that we ever roll the dice yep we'll see how that turns out um plus at this point we are an audio podcast now by now we should be (laughs) i mean this would be like four weeks into advance so we have an audio podcast if you want to download this or if you've already downloaded this it is over there on podbean if you're on Android, you can download it on Podbean. Uh, eventually coming soon to iTunes. When we get that, we'll tweet that out of that. We are officially live on iTunes. Uh, but for now, you can download our podcast over there on Podbean. It's going to have a good time. Uh, hope that all turns out great. Because <laughs> otherwise, we're going to have to cut this whole part out. <laughs> but anyway, um, David, uh, any last words to the to the special audience of episode 13 and the uh, beginning of a 2018 yeah. year? Sure. I mean, I know we talked about something different on this, so tell me what your favorite board game is. Yeah. I will talk. I can talk about board games for hours, yes. obviously. So. <laughs> and also, if you have topics that you want to throw our way, feel free to do so. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we don't have a third person anymore. So we will uh, we'll be looking for uh, for maybe a suggestion. We'll come up with topics, but it'd be cool to have like maybe a uh, you know a viewer topic. We'll see how, how that works out. Plus, there are many surprises coming this year for the th- well. By now, we're two. Primal Target is two, but in our third year, we are going to be doing some special stuff here on Bitcade, uh, and maybe some some guests might stop by. Maybe, maybe. maybe. All right, that's gonna be it. Good night, everybody. <laughs>